TFA fam, what is going on? Hope you're all doing well. Thank you so much for coming in and tuning in to another video on the Fantasy Authority YouTube. Me and Rob, you're going to continue breaking down some of our favorite dynasty buys for January. We are basing this off of DLF one quarterback ADP that just came out uh, last week. Let's go ahead and just dive right into it. We're going to be talking about our buy highs for for January. You know, normally you see your buy lows, your your value buys. No one really wants to buy high, but I think if you time it right, it can work out in your favor. So, Robbie, lead things off for us. Tell us uh, your first guy that you were buying high in January. Just off the bat, I think when you're talking about buying high on players, you're obviously buying someone who's not cheap. That's kind of a given, but you're also buying someone who you think can continue. Uh, to raise the bar. So I think that should be noticed right off the bat. And, and the first guy I'll pick is, is Joe Burrow. Now, this is a guy you talked about just briefly um, in our Dynasty Buy Low video as, as someone who we've seen an injury. We thought he's going to be out potentially like most of next year of 2021, maybe half the year. Well, now the timetables have started to come out and, and the progress. And we're looking at maybe it's not quite as bad as we originally thought. So maybe he's back for the beginning of the year. Maybe it's a couple weeks into the year. But uh, I think that's the first thing to note about Joe Burrow is that we we talk about injury discounts, another term we threw out in our buy lows. That's something that you're going to get with Joe Burrow, and maybe that injury isn't quite as long as we originally thought. So, you know, that's the first thing I like about him. This, the next thing is, is he basically was on, you know, a passing yards, rushing yards, rushing TDs, his interceptions. He was on a consistent basis with Justin Herbert, who's a guy who just absolutely exploded in, in Dynasty. And now Justin Herbert's the QB5, QB6 in Dynasty, uh, which is just absolutely wild. I, I'd suggest you buy him, but you can't you can't really go any higher at his price, right? So looking at Joe Burrow, I, I much prefer him at QB9. That's his January ADP because I think he even falls a little bit lower. Once we get Trevor Lawrence in, once we get Justin Fields, I think both of those players are probably right around him, probably above him, honestly, with the hype that they're getting um, as as dynasty quarterback prospects. And so if you talk about how he just stayed on par with Justin Herbert, the talent around him with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, I'm invested in that Bengals offense to continue to take those steps forward to get better and better. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think he can at least maintain his, his top 10 QB status, and he has a ceiling to go even higher. Curious to see what his price ends up being specifically in Superflex leagues, you know, over, over the next like month or two, because that that good news that you were talking about doesn't really seem like it's, you know, quote unquote mainstream. Yeah, like, it, right. like I, I haven't like gotten that buzz, you know, going from that, which is a really big deal. But I'm going to keep things here in the AFC North with Nick Chubb. Chubb at R, coming in at RB9 just feels disrespectfully low. I, I don't understand how, you know, you ask anyone, they'll tell you that Chubb's a baller, but yet his fantasy value doesn't really, you know, key up with that. Uh, you know, the fact that guys like DeAndre Swift are already going ahead of him, I just don't understand. The, you know, the the big sticking point for a lot of people was Kareem Hunt, right? After the, the end of last year, everyone used those splits and said, well, look at what happened once Kareem Hunt entered the fold, which is fair because it was the only thing that we had to go off of. But I think we really saw, especially toward the last five weeks, or the last five games that Cleveland played, rather, you really saw Chubb kind of start to make the case of him, you know, not being the 1A, but kind of just the the one in that offense and Kareem Hunt kind of coming in and just giving the giving the the offense just fresh legs in the in the running game, so to speak. If you look at what Hunt what Chubb did over the entire season, he finishes an RB one six times in the eleven full games that he played. 
if you take out the the week that he got hurt against Dallas, he had just three games where he didn't finish inside the top 16 at running back, and that was with basically no passing game involvement. He saw only 18 targets during the regular season, and like I said, the thing that's starting to get me excited about Chubb and why I think he's kind of starting to take that one versus, you know, with that one-two role versus one A, one B was his passing game involvement. He saw nine targets over their two playoff games against Pittsburgh and KC. Like I said, that was literally half of what he saw during the regular season. Over the last five games, so including the playoffs, Chubb out-touched Hunt 84 to 44, saw 17 targets to Hunt's 11 and ran two more routes than Hunt did. So, again, even if he's back, I don't think it's that big a deal. And I think you could potentially see a scenario where maybe a team takes a takes a stab at, at Hunt and they, you know, try to pull him away in a, in a trade offer since he's kind of stayed on the on the narrow, so to speak, over, over the last season. So, either way, Chubb, I, I, I would buy him high. RB9 is just too low. He should absolutely be in the in the top five running backs, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm going to keep on bringing things from the AFC North. Uh, we go from Cleveland to Cleveland's arch nemesis of recent weeks in Chase Claypool. They've uh, had a little history recently. Chase Claypool is currently the wide receiver 24 in ADP, and so that's, that's pretty high, but, you know, what I really look for in, in – some dynasty buys is, is that those sophomores, normally the sophomore wide receivers, you know, have a really big value and, and kind of chase just based on what he has, did last year. He doesn't have a great value, but that's why I want to buy high on him because second year wide receivers, I, I think he's of that same mold as DK Metcalf as Terry McLaurin. Like if we, if we look at these stats from second year wide receivers going from their first year, DK Metcalf had 100 targets in his first season, 58 uh, receptions, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, 93 targets, 58 receptions, 919 yards, seven touchdowns, so really similar. And then we go to Chase Claypool, 98 targets, 57 receptions, 772 yards, a little bit lower on the yards, but eight touchdowns. So he's right there with those two guys who we saw explode into what the top five, top six wide receivers um, in their sophomore year. I think he's of that same mold especially if we talk about what's going to happen in free agency. It looks like Juju Smith-Schuster is all but out the door. You know, they didn't want to um, give him a contract here coming into the season. You know, I, I just don't know if, if they, they keep him around. It seems like they probably won't keep him around, um, but I think that's a big opportunity for him to ascend. So, yeah, I, I'm big on Chase Claypool as he enters his sophomore season. We, we have to remember that these rookies didn't even really have an offseason. So what does Chase Claypool look like? With his size, with his strength, I think that he can continue to be, um, to continue to grow and be a really good dynasty asset. You, you kind of set me up for a couple segues, but the you know you, you touched on two different things that for my last two, but the last thing you mentioned was rookies. So I will stay with the rookies, and I'm going to go Cam Akers. He's going to be one of the more talked about players this offseason for good reason. Uh, once McVeigh committed to him in week 13 or when he started to see the majority of those touches, Akers saw the fifth most carries from then until week 17, along with the 11th most rushing yards. And then in the playoffs, he averaged nearly five yards per carry on 46 attempts. And I, I think and I, I hope and I pray at this point we can finally put the rest the Akers versus Henderson debate. Like, I don't think there's any debate to be had here. Do I think he completely goes away, Henderson, that is? No, but I think he's going to be more of the change of pace kind of back 
we never saw McVeigh just give Henderson the the workload that he gave Acres. We like we we never saw that. I don't think Henderson had twenty carries at all over the last two years, and we saw Acres basically do that almost every game. At least get fifteen carries, if not, you know, he had a, a twenty eight or a twenty nine carry game too during that time from week thirteen through the playoffs. So. The the one thing that I would like to see is Akers getting more involved in the passing game. We really didn't see that. I think that is well within his his skill set and his ability to do so. So if Akers can even get like 70% of what we saw Gurley get under McVay, I think that uh, you know, his his stock is can only go up from here. He was RB sixteen, I believe, in January's ADP. I think that goes up with what we saw in the playoffs. But he's somebody who I would absolutely be buying high on. I'm going to round out my trio with my third rookie. I think rookies are, are obviously highly priced because, well, they're they're young. But I think this player, along with my first two, has room to continue to grow, and that's Antonio Gibson who's running back 15 in January, DLF ADP. The first off thing, I think the best is yet to come because of what we saw from Washington's offense. Like that that offense was horrendous. Like I don't know how Terry McLaurin was so good. Antonio Gibson was so good. Oh, J.D. McKissick ha- happened to be good too. Logan Thomas was, you know, the tight end for. How did they have so much fantasy success, but their offense was third worst in, in yards per game? So if that offense improves at all, I think the, the sky's the limit for a lot of these guys. And I think there's a lot of room to grow. So another thing I like uh, about Gibson's outlook is that he's playing behind a really good offensive line uh, that's going to continue to produce for him. They're not losing any of their pieces. So I really in, I really like uh, him playing behind a line that's going to continue to have all of its pieces here in 2021. And then let's look at uh, his, his targets. So obviously J.D. McKissick was that biggest threat uh, to his workload in 2020, and he'll probably be around for 2021. But we, we saw that Gibson started to work more on the field in tandem with McKissick, and his targets just continued to grow. You know, he averaged 16 touches throughout his entire season, but he averaged 18 and a half if you look at the, the second half of the season on. So I know that's only three more touches. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're looking at fantasy production, all of those touches count. So just as Gibson continues to increase his snaps in his sophomore year and increase his production, I think he booms past running back 15. He was running back 13 this past year with splitting snaps with McKissick, and he probably still will a little bit, but we're talking about running back 13, and he's going at running back 15, and I think he just gets better from here. I completely agree, and if for, for all of you who you know listen and consume podcasts, I don't want to give too much away, but I will put the link to the description in the video below. Robbie and Tom just went over Antonio Gibson and their ranking disputes. Uh, you can check out the, the the full set of rankings on the fantasyauthority.com. But Robbie, I just want to say that you are right and CJ and Tom are absolutely wrong. And it's 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 despicable, honestly. I I I don't know if we can have them around anymore. But that's that's all I'll say. You've set me up for for another segue unknowingly. Uh, the guy you just touched on, a guy that, you know, I agree with everything you said about the Washington offense. So I am bringing Terry McLaurin to the table. I'll, I'll keep this one brief. McLaurin has put up 2,000 yards uh, in his first two seasons playing with Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Henneke. I could literally just end it on that. Um, but, you know, th- this past year, McLaurin was one of eight receivers to have at least 25% of, a t- of, the t- of their team's target share 
and 35% of the air yards in an offense. I think we have to assume that Washington makes a push for above average quarterback play in 2021, considering how well their defense played. I really don't see Rivera, you know, kind of dicking around and trying to, you know, get a, a round two kind of rookie. They're, they're obviously going to be out of round one range. I don't, they, they have enough holes that I don't see them really trading up in the draft and making a big splash that way. So I think they bring someone in to help solidify that that quarterback room. And, you know, despite McLaurin coming in at wide receiver 11 in ADP for January, I really don't think you have to pay like the top 10 prices in order to, in order to get him. So I think he's somebody on the rise. He's really impressed me. I, I, I think he's kind of getting to that fringe kind of like matchup proof almost. And obviously if they can get the quarterback in there, you know, maybe even add a piece of that offensive line because it was good, but I do think it could be better. Uh, I, I think big things are coming in for Terry McLaurin and this Washington offense as a whole. That's going to wrap it up for the Dynasty by Highs for January. We appreciate you guys joining us. Any questions you have, any comments, please drop them in the comments below. Like I said, make sure you check out the TFA Dino Show. I'll put the link to the episode in the description below. appreciate you guys joining us and keep your eyes peeled for the next set of videos. Hey.